0: Welcome to the second episode of Let's Get Practical. My name is Monica Lim, and I'll be your host. In today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit more about myself. And more specifically, um, I want to tell you about my ADHD story. But before we start, a disclaimer that none of this is medical advice. And all that I'm saying, all my stories are just really speaking from my own personal experience. So ADHD stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. It used to be called ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder, but I think in the 1980s, that's when it became very clear that hyperactivity played a big part. And that's how these two things sort of like merged together. And maybe because of that, um, it can be misunderstood. I always thought everybody who had ADHD were hyperactive, like, you know, running around, not being able to be still, fidgeting, and I'm just not normally like that. I can sit through a lot of things pretty well. I can hold my attention very well for long, long periods of time, but maybe this had to do more with my personality. I'm just generally very curious and intent when I turn to something. This is also probably why I was diagnosed in my late thirties when when I was young um, i was I was pretty intelligent like I picked things pretty fast uh, I was a high performing student you know a lot of A's uh, I spoke multiple languages so from uh, from somebody's just general perspective, like I, um, nobody would have thought I had ADHD. I received like scholarships for universities. I was just in general, you know, very good at school, very diligent, applied, industrious, uh, and none of these things I think were connected or hinted ADHD. But after university, things changed for me. So I switched jobs a lot. I would just just get bored very fast. So professionally, I would just hop around, you know, different jobs. Uh, Luckily, because I had a lot of skills, um, I was pretty good in terms of pursuing different initiatives. I was able to find different jobs. And I think it was because of COVID um, that I just discovered this whole new online world through the internet and I was just receiving an enormous amount of just stimulation of input. And it became overwhelming. There's so much uh, stimulation overall that just my brain seemed like it was always about to explode. And I felt like paralyzed, not being able to know what to do. So uh, I think towards the, the second half of 2021, uh, I was just feeling very overwhelmed And uh, just being pulled in so many directions, not knowing, uh, you know, what I was supposed to focus on, feeling very uneasy. My brain was just really hyperactive and I couldn't focus on one thing very well, um, almost to a point that I felt a little bit dizzy. And around this time, people that I follow closely were also reporting their ADHD diagnosis, symptoms, and it just like really resonated like really hard. So I could totally relate. Um, and a lot of things, not, not, not being able to finish things, not being able to start a lot of things that, um, that I really could relate. So finally in January of 2022, I went to see a doctor to get uh, a clinical diagnosis. And I, that's when I did my, some tests and I was diagnosed with ADHD but with a focus on attention deficit, less so on the hyperactive hyperactive part. I remember the doctor like looking at me was like, you know, I don't think you have ADHD. And uh, at that point, I was pretty sure I uh, I had it. And I think there's a misconception of ADHD, and maybe this is why it gets underdiagnosed in some like high performing cases. Um, there's this whole spectrum. And there are like just many different ways ADHD shows up in different people. So for me, the way, um, the way I can make sense of like my late diagnosis and how I couldn't find it sooner is that I was pretty good at school. Um, and in a way, you know, I was telling you earlier, I was just very curious. I could choose my classes and you have semesters. And after each semester, a new semester starts with a new batch of classes. And all of that to me was very new and exciting and just really feeding into my curiosity. And then when I started working, there was just like no end to it. And it was really hard for me to keep a job for like, I don't know, over two years. I would just constantly get bored. One thing that I still do for, you know, that I've been doing for the past 10 years is like teaching English. And I think in a way, teaching. Um, there's always something so new about teaching that you can always tweak something to make it more interesting. Every student that you meet is very different. And for some people, teaching can be very like, you know, just routinary, like just monotonous, like doing the same thing over and over. But I feel that I would almost never use my curriculum like more than twice. I would always be renovating Uh, making things new, different, looking for new ways. And I think that's why I could do teaching for so long. But I also had some random jobs, like short term, that really clicked with me. So I studied civil engineering. And uh, through some people I had met, um, I had a chance to work in fashion show production. And it was mind blowing. Like it was just perfect for me. When I was doing construction jobs, like, you know, high tower, uh, high rises, like, they sometimes take like, almost three years to build something that is like, you know, um, just very involved. And high budget projects can take a very long time. But for these fashion shows, like, it was just almost like three months, very, very intense. And I was just completely captured by all the crazy things that happened all the pieces involved, everybody was involved, all the moving targets. And in a way it was just so stimulating and it was so exciting. And I was just really good at it. I could just like really capture everything all at once and figure things out. So right now I work in tech and knowing what I know now about myself, I specifically said yes to a job that I knew I could constantly like shape it and make it my own. So I could start new things and it's been so good. It's been good so far. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens next, but so far it's been very good. Now that you know, you may have heard that people with ADHD are creative, think outside the box. Um, I believe there is a lot of truth to that, and it's not like we don't have enough attention or we cannot pay attention. It's that we just cannot regulate this attention? It's almost attention overload like over attention, where we notice everything all the time, everywhere, and trying to parse what is important, what is not. This is a real challenge for somebody like myself because I take it all in. I just have more dots to connect between and I just get more creative, very resourceful. Um, I notice things that others don't see. There are lots of really great things but there are clear negatives. And I just wanted to go over about three like main things that I struggle with a lot and probably will for a long time. And I want, to, I want to share like how I'm managing, how I'm going around something that I cannot fully escape. So earlier, I mentioned that it's hard to regulate my attention. So most people will focus on what is important. For people like me, we gravitate towards things that are new, interesting, exciting, maybe challenging. Of course, like doing the taxes, filling out the form for that expense reimbursement. Um, I don't know, like doing just, you know, filling out your insurance paperwork, even having a date with your spouse. All of those things are very important. But to me, sometimes like random things that are labeled as exciting and new in my brain will get all my attention. If I'm taking a course or learning a new skill, all my attention will go there. And a little bit related to this is that I can be um, very forgetful and easily distracted. To, to give you an example, this is really like from my real experience, something that happened recently. Uh, imagine like I'm heading out the door and as I'm by the door, I notice that I don't have socks on. I want to wear, you know, like sneakers. I don't have my socks on. And then as I go get my socks, I realize, oh, my toenails are too long. So I forget about the socks and I go get my nail clipper. After I clip my toenails, I just go back to get my shoes and I'll be like, oh, you know, I forgot my socks. So you, you get what I mean, right? We just get distracted and there's a thread. And as soon as you you find the next thing, you forget about what you were like seeking just, you know, just before that. If you think of like Tarzan, there's this like, you know, new rope all the time that, that you know, comes up. And I forget about the rope that I was like hanging on to with all my life earlier. And I'll just grab the new one, the new rope, and then go to the next one, to the next one. So like imagine after I'm done cooking, my kitchen is a big mess. I will notice like all the drawers might be still open, all the pots on the countertop. It can get messy. Before I'm done with something, I'll move on to the next and forget about those things. Even like very important things. This thing called like object permanence is also somewhat related, um, which means that, you know, it's like if you don't see it, it does not exist. And it could happen also with like, I don't know, relationships. It could happen with objects or projects. And perhaps this is why I love Notion so much, Notion dashboards or because I can, I can somehow design my setup to see everything that is going on in a snapshot. If you look at my desk nine times out of 10, I will have like a lot of things out in plain view, like notebooks, pens, um, just keep you know piling things up. I need to see it, or, you know it's just gone out of my mind. I think the next big thing um, is time. So this is like huge. I think we just have a different perception of time, like full stop. It's just like time just works differently, like looks differently, feels different for people with ADHD. So like having 30 minutes, just this, you know, okay, 30 minutes left computes in a very different way for somebody who has ADHD and somebody who doesn't. So I would have fights with my sister like all the time because I'm like always late to family events. And it's usually like I have 30 minutes. It's about like an hour drive to my sister's. And I have like 30 minutes before I leave. Okay, 30 minutes. Um, I can go through my email. I can go through Twitter. I'm going to go this. I'm going to do that. And of course, things take a lot longer. Or if I'm on Twitter, if I'm doing something else, I'll just forget about what was before. And I, uh, my therapist used to tell me like, just, you know, whenever I see time, I just try to fit more things in that time because I think it's possible, because I think I have enough time. So this like perception of time is like, I think, very, very different. Um, One last thing that I think has been also very important is that this, um, you know, like we, it's, it's really hard for me sometimes to just get started on certain actions. And something that has been tr- like amazingly helpful is to to just really understand that the initial friction for certain things is going to be huge. So like uh, if you think of a distribution of effort, like 10, 80, 10, like the first 10 just takes so much work and effort. Once I'm past that, I can bliss through the rest 80. Like I can just just keep going on and on and on. I'll be just super focused, but the first 10 will be very hard not only the beginning, but also the last bit, the last 10, okay? That's also going to be, um, you know, once I'm, I'm, I'm done with like the, the big bulk of the work, I forget it. Like, I don't care how it finishes. Like, um, so you might hear people, oh, you know, like I was just trying to do this project and like all of this, I spent all of this time and then I just did not get to finish. Like, it's like, it's almost right in front of the finish line and you just lose interest. And this is why, um, what I've been doing is for certain projects, I will get somebody else to get started on that first ten percent, and as a d h d like I can be very reactive, so if somebody shows me something, I will react, I will have a lot of feedback, I will know how to change things, but i need I need somebody to to put in the first five or ten percent, even if I'm gonna change the whole thing. it's just Uh, It can be very frustrating, but that's, you know, like how um, I've been able to manage this. Someone who can start a presentation deck or like get the first things in for a project, um, that has been really helpful. For, for projects. So one way to just get started, like practical ways is that I almost never start from scratch. I will think of like references, ideas, starting points that will just really kind of like anchor me and help me get started. Because, um, you know, this it's, uh, moments are everything for me. Like I love, uh, I love Jesse Anderson saying like, eat the ice cream first. I really think that instead of like suffering through something and getting to work through like the frog or like against, uh, you know, against our will, for me, it's much easier to start with like things that are and feel easy, like easy wins uh, to build momentum and get started. So at once I'm in flow, there's really no way to stop me. I could be like nine hours straight, like working on something without standing up, um, but just to get that started. So going back to where we started uh, to being diagnosed with ADHD, I really think that it did really change my life the way i see myself the way instead of like oh just you know like i i forgot again like oh you know like why do i do, why do i keep doing this why do i keep forgetting like why do i do this um just having sort of a label and a reason has really really i think empowered me and i really think that getting diagnosed gave me just a wide range of tools and vocabulary to better understand myself so i'm late much much less frequently lately and i forget fewer appointments because i know i'm forgetful and because i know i'm i'm really prone to being late i will have systems in place so i don't forget so i'm not late like it's really interesting like usually i'm late because i think i'm not going to be late i'm not like late on i mean like on purpose it's just like it happens so that like things just take longer and I end up being late, but uh, because I know that tendency, I will try to really like self-correct myself. I'm sharing these things because having ADHD can be a superpower, but also very debilitating. And I will have uh, in the future guests with me so that we can discuss this further. Um, And if this is something that resonates, I want you to know that you are not alone. And I've mentioned a few things and there's just like so much more, but this topic, like, definitely deserves a follow up episode. Um, so, until then, hope you manage to get practical and thrive this week.